Okay, so we're back. Welcome to I Love You, Buddy. We didn't play a theme song for you to hear no. because the theme no. song that we usually have for it uh, gets us blocked in foreign countries. Oh, really? In yeah. foreign countries? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Russia for- is not a fan of it. Do we have foreign listeners that was going on? I'm, I mean, we got people from Scotland that watch or listen. Oh, that's true. We do. That's what's up. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, yeah, we, we worldwide. We worldwide, baby. Yeah. Yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So recent to us, far away to the listener viewer, we hung out. Yep, yep. We hung <laughs> out. We'll probably hang out. We probably would have by the time this airs, we would have hang, hung out again. Hopefully. Yeah, that, but yeah, we nice. just hung out the other day. But then we just yeah. hung out the other day. As far yeah, yeah. as us and, in our real time. And I appreciate you coming out here for a little fire pit action. Yeah, man. That was great. We made some uh, nan pizzas, non pizzas. Mm-hmm. Is so it nan good. or non? Ow, non. Non-bread? Yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't been, non. But I didn't want to say non-pizza and make it like, well, it's non-pizza. Like, it's it's pizza, but it's not pizza? No. It's yeah, the that's nan-bread. Vegeta- that's very vegetarian of you. Non-N-A-A-N-bread. <laughs> it's yeah, pi- it fucking flatbread. Well, we make flatbread pizzas. Jesus Christ. Let's be very white about this. <laughs> we made flatbread uh. pizzas. Yeah, and yeah, uh, yeah. we had a fire pit going and hung out and uh, it was fucking awesome, dude. It Couldn't was so chill. It was very chill. Um, so how you been? Pretty good, man. Can't com- can't complain. Just been yeah. doing shit. Uh, yeah, we got um uh a couple days. My kids yeah. having surgery. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so like you know that's that's gonna be a thing. We'll see. You know, I'm very nervous as a parent. It's gonna be right. a not fun like kind of two hour block where we're just waiting in the waiting room until he you know, gets out of surgery. And then I'm nervous to see like how we do, how he feels waking up. He's excited mm-hmm. going into it. Thank God. Cause if he was scared, like it would, you know, I'd, yeah. it'd be worse for us. But uh, yeah, so it's definitely like a, you know, it's one of those like parent things that right. you just, you go through. Um, right. Right. Not necessarily everybody has to, but you know, you know, no, I get that. Fall out of a tree and break their arm. Like, there's yeah. always just shit that's just always scary as a parent, and so it's one of those things. So I'm anticipating that right now. So everything's been it, pretty good. And it's I'm weird that. to me. It's weird to me how quickly our minds change from one temperature to another. Because I'll even say, like Brooke, there's something recently that <clears throat> we, that happened to Teen Hilton, where he did something in his life that he's never done before, and uh, Brooke went from like her own experiences to I'm nervous about this experience for him. And I don't know what it is about me. I don't know if it's the eighties child in me uh-huh. where I'm like, no, nah, it's fine. They got, they got to have a life to figure out their own shit. Almost. Yeah. Now no. surgery yeah. completely understand the right. Right. Yeah. The fear in that. Like I have friends that get, that have their own fear of going under anesthesia. Right, sure. Like, they sure. freak out at being like, what if I don't wake up? And it's just yeah. like, what? Then you don't fucking wake up, pal. <laughs> right, yeah, right. So, it's fine for you. <laughs> yeah. Right, 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 right. Um, yeah, for sure. But I know what you mean, because, like, as a parent, you never want your, like, your kids to suffer. But, like, suffering is, like, a part of life. Um, right. And you, you know, you kind of have to go. Like, you're not going to grow as a person unless you kind of go through that. I always right. said, like, um, you know, there's, you want to, don't learn the hard way. You know what I mean? Like, take my advice. Don't learn it the hard way. But I always think mm-hmm. it's like the opposite. Like the hard way is trying to learn it without actually going through the experience. Once right. you have the experience, then it's easy to learn that lesson. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, right. well, you never have to, you know, 
doubt that again. But right. um, so I always feel like going through that and anyone that gives you advice on something to do or not to do, they're only able to give you that advice because they had already made that mistake absolutely and made that error so like you kind of have to do it so yeah it's one of those things that like as a parent you have to be like let them fuck up let them you know make mistakes yeah. and fucking feel you know the rep uh, the um, ramifications of that mistake but it's you know easier said than done for a parent and i don't know if you're this type of person so do you ever look at things regretful like do you ever like if i could go back in time and switch <sighs> this I would. Right. Um, no, no, I don't. The short answer is no, I don't think of shit like that. Uh, the only, because well, one, I'm like, I, I'll now I'll wonder like, oh, if I had gone with option B instead of option A, I wonder what my life would be like. And I, right. but I don't know. It, it's just in my mind, it's just as likely to be better as it is for it to be worse. Mm -hmm. And so there's no like big, like regrets on that. And then, mm -hmm. Then there, or there's things that there's like bad things that happen. And, um, like, uh, here's like kind of like a, a minor version of that where I got into a car accident. Um, and then, you know, my car was in the shop for like two months and it's been like, it's been this huge pain in the ass. Uh, and I, I was just thinking like, cause we drove by that, um, uh, my wife and I just drove down the street where I got hit or whatever. And we're like, Oh, this is where it happened. And I was just thinking, I was like, man, if I had just like left, Five seconds earlier or five seconds later, that whole part of my life would not have had to go through that ordeal. And right. That's not like a level of regret, but I can't help but like fixate on like, oh. And same thing with like huge arguments that she and I have like gotten into where it's like mm -hmm. ruined the entire night. And it's like, if I, I'll trace it back to like one comment. Like if I just didn't say, oh, I'm hungry, right. that wouldn't have started the conversation about food, which would have gotten into the argument. I'm like, if, if I would have just not said those words. <laughs> I would have traced it back. Night, Completely different night. Where I would have, like, instead of saying, you're just a big bitch. Right. Then none of this would have happened. No, I traced it back even before that. I'm like, what's the thing that led to saying you're a bitch? You're a fucking cunt. Whatever. I, I'll, I'll take it to the most, the most insignificant detail is what I'll yeah. trace it back to. The easiest right. thing to, like, switch and I'll fixate right. on that. I, I, don't, right. I don't call that, like, regret because, you know, I never know if, like, my life would be better off. If somebody gave me that ability, if a, a genie was like, hey, would you like to go back and change this? I, that would be the scariest thing ever because it would be a roll of the dice. I have no idea. Right. It could secretly be the darkest timeline, you know, even yeah. though I think that like, oh, that would have been a, you know, I wish I would have done that or whatever. What right. about you? Do you have like regrets on shit? Not really, just because I do feel like my path has been made for a specific reason. It's not about the things that were before. It's about where it gets you. Yeah, and I right, mean that right. specifically through like even relationship things. Like I can't ever say here, oh, I wish I was never with this ex. Because if I wasn't with that ex, then I don't meet this ex. And then right. I don't meet this current love of my life that like right. I'm with. Right. Where I have my beautiful kids and right. like all of that. Living in the past is a weird thing. It's weird. I, I won't lie that recently that I always get not fixated that's not the word but i'll just have memories of me in my 20s never want to go back never want to see that but i will get like clear-cut memories of me in my 20s and i just think about them but uh -huh. like i do have friends and i mean everybody's seen it like people will live 
in their high school past. Like, yeah. it, yeah. we probably talked about it on I Love You Buddy or even in Proper Guidance where, yeah. you know, uh, people that go to the reunions, like they're so fucking invested in those four years of their lives yes. that they have not been able to complete the 20 that we're at just past it. Right. I mean, I, I mean, I don't know. Like I, I can kind of get it a little bit, especially if you feel like you peaked in high school or you felt like a lot of the things that you, but you can't fucking peak in high school. There's well, no I, peaking. Yeah, well, no, but I mean, sometimes there are, like, especially if you were, like, on, like, if you were, like, the fucking quarterback or something, or, like, felt like you had a ton of friends in high school, and then, like, or were popular, and then all of the shit that kind of, like, dies with high school, and then now you just enter the workforce, and there's not really much you're doing that's, like, exciting or impressive or, like, Mm -hmm. you know, brag-worthy or whatever to to be proud of. Mm-hmm. It could, I, I could guess it would, you know, feel like, like, I remember like seeing like Polly Shore on like a uh, podcast or something. And he was just mm-hmm. like, he talked about like, it's sad. He's like, I used to be worshiped. Mm-hmm. Like everywhere I went, I was just worshiped. And I think right. he's, and he's like, and now like no one gives a shit. Like then I became like a joke and no one gives a shit. And so right. like, he's somebody that like openly like lives in the past because the nineties were so good to Polly Shore. Right. Um, right. He was like the best, funniest. He could do no wrong. And like now, mm-hmm. like now it's easy to just make fun of him or whatever. But, and so there might be people with like, you know, smaller versions of that, but felt like in high school they were somebody. And then after high school, they just became a nobody, I guess. Well, I kind of, I, I don't know. I find people, maybe it's that he's not that creative. I'm not trying to attack Polly Shore. Uh, because well, right. big Polly Shore guy in the 90s specifically. Of course. Like, Well, he had that one this... bit. You can only be that character, but so many times in a row before it gets right. old. But like, even when I look at, I'm going to just bring myself into this for one fucking second. Okay. When right. I, in high school, whatever, did drama. So uh, like I'm into plays and doing the acting thing. Yeah. Then I transferred that energy into pro wrestling, uh, first right. love of mine, and I was right. able to do that. And I yep. went places. I wrestled in front of thousands or a yep. thousand people, whatever, fucking. And then that transcends into me acting, even writing, yep. and being yep. able to create something there. Transitioning into podcasting, which yeah. transitions to a podcast on video now, like. Right. If you're That's not, but, but the difference is like, and I'll, I'll be transparent. I've wrestled in front of a thousand people. I can't sit here and say that a thousand people are oh, going right. to watch this, right. but it's right. still moving on, trying to be creative and keep it going. Right. And I get what you're saying. So like, I don't think somebody that like would feel that they peaked in high school. I'm not saying like uh, they're an innocent right. person and like, well, yeah, for sure. They could have. You should have kept pursuing things if that's right. what they well, you decided to keep pursuing things. But in right. what I'm saying is like to the people that didn't, that's how they can end up being stuck in the past. You're you're continuing to do things that you could say you're proud of. You know, right. look at the Thrill Me podcast network. You know what I mean? Like right. Right. that's something as a whole that you'd be like, I still I still got really cool shit that I'm doing and that I'm proud of. Whereas right. in some people might they the only sh- then if you didn't have any of this if you just went to work every day and you didn't do podcasting 
uh, whatsoever. <laughs> I put a gun in my mouth. What, exactly. And then, they, and then you would look back on like your wrestling days and just like every night you would, you know, right. you'd get drunk and you'd watch your old wrestling videos being like, those were the days, man. Those, Those were, the, were days. the days. And every conversation you'd have with a stranger would be like, you know, I used to ride wrestled in front of a thousand people. Like that shit doesn't come up as much because you're doing also doing shit now, which is great. Right. And I'm I'm the same way. I'm always like pursuing like whatever. Move on. Yeah, exactly. But I, I think some people don't. I don't know if it's from uh, whatever their life circumstances. Maybe it doesn't allow them, or maybe they were just popular because they were good looking. And it's not necessarily like a creative skill or a creative outlook. And then so when they get into the real world, they just get a job and it's like nobody cares that or, you know, your looks kind of start to drop and you're not special right. for no reason anymore. Right. And, and right. like Pauly Shore, like Pauly Shore just was a character. Uh, the weasel, you know what I mean? Like he just had that one thing and everyone thought it was yeah. the most huh. hilarious shit ever. But that right. was his one trick. You know, yeah, he's he never, could have done, I don't, course, I don't know so. if anyone could have handled him doing drama, uh, but that if he would have evolved as an actor, mm-hmm. uh, he would have taken London. the chances. That's right, my sure. But I think he was somebody who just like, well, his mom is, you know, owned the comedy store. I want to say mm-hmm. it was the comedy store, Mitzi. Yeah. Um, and so he was always kind of around those people. So I think he had a lot just. A lot of ends. Oh, yeah. Exactly. 1, so it, things were a little easy for him. And then I think when it, that hype went away, he had mm-hmm. he felt like there was like nothing left whereas you know right. and maybe he did try to pursue it but like again he just didn't have I, that i forget when it came out i'll look up right now but i mean he had a movie come out eventually that was called Polly shore is dead yes i remember this i don't remember i didn't see it but i remember it coming up like oh well because the guy he had been like fell off the face of the earth for like 10 years or so it came out in 2003 and right. like like even that got a bat like it's got a 4.4 on IMDb. yeah yeah but like yeah. i think if he would have went the route of maybe maybe not even dramatic but something with a different flavor i always course, go yeah, back i always go back to like dane cook where at least Dan right. Cook, it didn't work. Obviously, it didn't right. work. But at least he tried things outside of the box. Like, I know he was in that Mr. Brooks movie where he was kind of a psychopath. And then he was in um, uh, Dan something with Steve Carell. I forget I forget what it is. Dan in Real Life. That's one of my Dan favorite movies. Life. Yeah. And he's pretty good in that. And, yeah. you know, he took swings into different versions of himself yeah yeah it didn't work but i think i i don't think it worked for his personal life not actually his career Right. Well, I, that you know, and that's a, that's a great example. Like bringing up like Dane Cook is like somebody that's similar to Paul Shore, where he had mm-hmm. found something, a, a style of comedy that just blew up. Mm-hmm. It wasn't super respect respected by other comedians because they felt like right. it was just like a trick. Like, oh, you just kind of tapped into this way to make people laugh right, and you're not actually right. saying anything of real substance, but like he blew up and he was like the biggest comedian for a couple years there. And mm-hmm. then, you know, like everything else, you like, you have this huge up and then it's, you know, it, then it falls. And I think he, he did try some more things, but, and even though he's never going to be back to that peak level, he is at least respected by the comedy community now. Um, right. It's Plus been he's a millionaire. Who gives a shit? Right, well, yeah, for sure. Well, I'm sure he gives a shit. Like, um, I'm sure, like, he was, like, at the top for a while, and it yeah. sucks to, for all of that just to drop, like, pretty, you know, suddenly. 
Um, especially because it, you know, it came out, you know, like some things about him, like steering, stealing, stealing material from people. And and, stuff. Right. Yeah. And that kind of ruins it. And, you know, whatever. Uh, it's wild but, to me. It's wild to me that the comedy world, a world I have no like intel in, but it does seem like a lot of their drama comes to the forefront a lot. Yeah. And it's funny to me when, oh, you stole a joke or whatever. Yeah. And let's just say they did make it and I'm not defending that at all, but it's funny to me because you look at like music where there are songwriters who don't sing, yeah. but we give all the accolades to these singers who have not made up the words that are being sung, but we right. respect them more. Well, okay, even though so that's this guy fair. can tell the joke better than this guy can tell the joke. Right. Right. Okay. Well that, okay. So that's fair. But, but I think similar shit goes on there. So there are, plenty of comedians that have people write for them um mm -hmm. like jim gaffigan it's him and his wife that write his acts together so it's not oh, wow. just him um you know mike berbiglia has his brother joe berbiglia you know helps him write all of his stuff or whatever and and you know there's some comedians that like you know they buy jokes from other people or whatever mm -hmm. and uh so but that's something that like that's something that's done uh i guess correctly versus like stealing is a different thing and so, yeah. same thing with like music like yeah, yeah a lot of these musicians didn't write these words especially like pop stars and stuff they don't write these words they don't write these songs they just sing and perform them but they're not right. stealing and mm -hmm. that's you know, the people that are writing the songs are still are getting something out of it because they're right. getting paid to write the songs or whatever right. they're the, right. the producers right. but i think there's something to like when somebody comes up with material and somebody else steals it from them, then they right. can't do that material anymore. And I think that's where right. it becomes like fucked up. And so, and I've listened to, I mean, almost every podcast I listen, listen to are, are comedians talking to each other. So I've heard mm -hmm. a lot of conversation of, about this. And I think a lot of comedians like to give other comedians the benefit of the doubt. And they're usually, they can discuss things like, uh, I have a joke that's very similar and they're all aware that like that happens they're all aware that like you hear somebody do a joke or a bit and then you forget that you heard that. And then when you think of it later, you think it's your right. own, but usually yeah. you own up to it pretty quick. And then there's stuff where it's like, you know, Amy Schumer and stuff where like, all right, here's ex exhibit A, exhibit B, exhibit C. It starts to be like, this is a little too close, man. Like yeah. it's, and I've heard them like dissect, like, yes, this happens accidentally all the time, mm -hmm. but sometimes it's like, okay, this seems like a little too you know, whatever right. it may be right. or whatever. So I think that's, that's part of it. But I think, I think Dane Cook is something that like he was accused of it and then maybe not necessarily, he did a great scene with Louis CK on Louis show. I don't know if you've ever seen it. Uh, I haven't watched the scene. I've heard of it. Yeah. It's, it was great. It was great. I mean, it was all written, but it, I don't, I imagine like maybe they had a conversation and then like mm -hmm. he, Louis just wrote that into a, a because it was a Louis joke. He did. Yes, it was. Yeah, it yeah. was a lot of Louis shit. And what Dane on the show, at least again, this was scripted, but I imagine right. it was a lot of his own words and his opinions was Dane felt like, yeah, you didn't say that I stole from you, but you let everybody else say it. And then you never, you know, you never Actually. stood up for me or like you let them say it. And it brought me down off of this huge pedestal that I was on. And he's like, and it fucking sucked. And it was the worst. 
And especially if you feel like you're like, I know I didn't steal that material, yet I was chastised for doing it. That's got to be a shitty fucking thing to go through. Right. Um, and so they had that kind of conversation about it. Louis was like, That's maybe cool. you didn't know. Maybe you just heard my material and you didn't know that you heard it or whatever. And, you know, you just regurgitate it because you were just on top of the world. Like, what, whatever. Right. Right. Or sometimes, like comedians, again, they have people that write for them, and the people that write yeah. for them could be stealing shit. And then that's true too. Like that if, if you sell that joke to one guy, you might sell it again. Right. Exactly. So yeah. you know what? You know that shit happens. Um, but anyway, so like I think like yeah, sometimes people peak early, and then like their life isn't as good anymore. I'm glad people like you and I are like still like chugging along and continue to find things right. that. You know, I have things that I know I'll, and that I'm proud of that I know I'll never do again or I'll likely right. never do again. Like, you oh, know, yeah. like wrestle in front of a thousand people. And I'm like, right. that's kind of a bummer. But I'm like, I got different versions of that now, which is fun. Yeah. Yeah. No, I never. It, it's just I think for me, just figuring out things that make you happy that are as a creative unit. I don't know. Not everybody is creative. You can't. Do, but I do right. hope people are like, you know what? I like doing this i like building this thing i'm going to keep building things and i'm going to build to bigger and better things and that's always right. my motif and i i've said it a bunch of times and i'm double downing on it because it is getting closer to it like you know my my goal for 41 has always been i'm making a beer right like right no whether it's me making it at home or whatever but like i'm going to figure out the process of making a beer and from there it's going to be like okay i did it where do i go right. from here it's right. not necessarily something that's you know to the masses but eventually it could get to a point in five to eight years where it's like holy shit, i'm sitting in a building where my beer is being made right yeah and that's and that's cool but it's you you at least have the small goal like i did that uh when when we started in the pandemic me and a friend that were doing a hobby like doing some woodworking stuff and we we're like right. well we can't just keep making shit and then have it sit around the shop and taking up space we're like right. well maybe we could sell stuff on etsy and so we started to and we just tried like we just wanted to make shit and we just wanted to like maybe make some money while we're doing it not even like pocket change just enough to fund more material so we continue to make shit and then it turned right. into a legitimate business that right. became both he and I's like full-time job Income. for, right. yeah, exactly. And now it's continue. And then now I've since left and, you know, pursuing my own career, but now he alone does it and it's a legitimate business. And it's something that's like, we didn't anticipate. We were just looking at like the small thing, like you were saying, like just right. making a beer and then it could, right. you know, within five years or whatever, exactly. like be something more, but that's always the thing. You always like chase, you plant those seeds and you always kind of like, well, this is fun. And if even if it doesn't work out, it's part of the process. And yeah. so I think there's a lot of people that don't do that shit, man, which is sad. Yeah. 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 And that, that is sad. It is sad where, you know, I I've learned some things about some friends of mine recently that they stopped doing like right. I, there's a friend of mine who loved the draw when they were younger and right, fucking right. like I saw some of the draw and I was like fuck this is great how long is it like do you still do it and he was like nah I stopped at high school like that right. was it that was the and he's 40 so like right. wow. to just right. give up on something that's just you know it was a happy place thing right right I, yeah, I just exactly. can't imagine I just cannot yeah. imagine yeah. I mean if they're if they're happy if they're fine then you know to each their own but 
you know, nah, I, he's, he, he, he he's said, you want to see my latest it. drawing? He showed he's it to me and it said, it. oh, it's my suicide note. <laughs> right. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I was like, oh, this really is different. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah. And that's, you know, but there's, it's also, you know, it's, it's, it's never too late to do anything oh, in no. your life. That's in, is, that, I, I don't know if you look at it this way. I look at Tom Cruise as a man who cemented his life as the action star in his late 40s right. to 60s. <coughs> right. Like yes. he was an actor in yes. the 80s, yes. 90s. I know. And then from 2000 on, he was How like, about that? I'm just the biggest action star you've ever seen. How about seen. that? It should have it should have been it's like normally it's like the opposite. You start off as like this action star and then once you can't do those stunts anymore, then you settle into like being like an actor right. actor I guess, you know. Right. right. Uh and yeah, he's doing the opposite, which is wild. With with doesn't seem like he's slowing down whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, he might be, man. <laughs> I mean, I mean eventually he has to. I mean, he just yeah. absolutely has to. But that's um, it, that's where I am with my thing. Like, I want to create this beer, and it, and being only forty years old, to think at fifty, I could be just running a brewery, and then at the same yeah. time, hey, we like your beer, we want to buy your beer, and now you can retire, right. and now I have a retirement. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. my goal. That right. is the yes. end game of my goal. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. As a, you know, right now, and that can always evolve into something else. Like sometimes you, right. just, you never know what's going to be, yeah. but yeah, I agree. And, and I would be, I would be regretful if I didn't pursue stuff like that. If I just continued right. down the path I was on and just chugging away at life. Um, you know, I think I want to say, yeah, Theo Vaughn might have said it, um, but he was talking about how like li sometimes life just feels like a series of to do lists. Yeah, and he's not actually living. I can't remember whatever quote he said was way better, but like yeah, he's not actually living. It's just he's just going through a to do list, and I'm like, right. man, I feel that so hard sometimes because you you know you go to work, you come home, you got chores to do. Okay, I gotta do this. Go get the dog out. Gotta you know clean this up. Gotta straighten yep. this up. I gotta pack my lunch for tomorrow. You, you got kid and you know the kids. Yeah. You gotta get stuff. Okay. We gotta give them a bath. We gotta blah blah blah. And it's like, there's not a lot of time for you, you know, in mm -hmm. there. And then you just go on to the next thing. It's like to-do list, to-do list, to-do list, just checking things for off. Sure. And then you get completely lost, which is, that's that's the, the struggle is being in the midst of, that's where I also feel like our second coming uh, is, um, is once our kids are just completely grown mm -hmm. and we're, we're completely free again. Right. Um, we're not, you know, family people where we got like, Oh, we got kids and responsibilities and right, you know, all this shit. Right. And I mean, I've seen my parents go through it. I've seen, uh, you know, other, my older generations go through it. Like the second, like their kids are all like teenagers and up. It's like, they're like, okay, well, what are we doing with our life now? Their life has been on hold for, you know, 15 right. years or so, 18 years, however long. Right. And then now they can go right back into like picking up hobbies again and like pursuing like bigger ideas stuff and whatever and so like i always think about like oh well my kids eight right now um yeah. who knows what my life is going to be like in 10 years, in 10 years where right. it opens up again right. uh even more so than now now i'm like trying to force little times for myself and my hobbies or whatever but right. it might just be like you know i get yeah. bored around the house and, and, and i'll be and i'll be honest i do feel like 
you know, living through the kids is also another way of not peaking because uh -huh. you are trying to raise this person to be a good person, a person of society, if you will, uh, yep. while also they're going through their stuff. Like we watched Teen Hilton play soccer this past weekend. And like, it's amazing how much I've seen a progression of this kid playing and right. it's kind of rewarding to watch him do it. Yes. Yes. So, yeah, it's fun. so I do feel like that's another, it's funny to me when like I have friends that don't have kids and don't want kids and completely understand why you don't. But it's funny to me when, and I don't know if you've ever received this, so maybe this is a good little fucking, and no names will be named. Okay. But it's funny to me when, like, sometimes I'll get Instagram reels or some kind of meme of something. They'll send me, like, it's a meme or a reel of why it's they're happy that they're not parents. Like, right. they'll be like, oh, yes. reason number 73. Why yes. it's good I'm not here. I didn't have to yes. wake up at the crack of dawn to go to a game. I remember stick, stick a pin in that. The the highest liked, uh, I think I think it was on Facebook. This is also mm -hmm. back, you know, this is back then. It's 10 years ago. But the thing I posted on Facebook that I think got the most likes was me saying, I'm taking a nap because I don't have children. Mm-hmm. And then when I woke up, like my phone had like blown up. It had went, I right. mean, not like viral, viral, but like I had never gotten so many likes. And so right. I was like, wow, that, I think that resonated with people with and without children. But yeah, right. so that's just an example of what you're saying. Yeah, so keep but going. It, it's just so funny to me of almost, I don't know. I don't know why it bothers me. It does feel like an attack almost. Yeah, I get what you're and, saying. And like, you I don't like never, people going, aha, I have kids, you don't. And I laugh right, at it and I, whatever, but it does come off a little like, well, okay, good for fucking you. <laughs> like, right, right. Well, because I'm over here, I'm raising another human that gets to carry on whatever thing. Like I get to see something that you're not seeing, which I'm not right. saying you want to yeah. see that thing. That is perfectly sure. fine. Beautiful. Right. Love it. But there's something about me getting to see my young one be invested in things that I was invested in. Yeah. And you get to carry that on. Of course. Of I get course. to see I get to see things that brook inside of him that's carrying uh, on. So of there's course. just it's just funny to me when like I haven't like I don't go on Instagram being like number 197 or why being a parent's great and you're solo right. dead ass ain't right. gonna have no one taking care of you. Right. I at least got a house to yeah. stay in right. when I'm 80, pal. But you know, it's funny. I was actually, I was actually talking to uh, a, a mutual friend of ours uh, about yeah. like what he, some of his hobbies or whatever, and like what mm -hmm. when he was saying like he doesn't really have time for some of these hobbies like playing music and stuff, and right. uh, he's gonna know if he listens to this who I'm talking about, and uh, I was, and he doesn't have kids, and I was like, what's what's your excuse of why you're not doing this shit, man? Like you come home from work. And what are you what are you doing? You don't have kids. What you do you do whatever do? the fuck you want. What's your fucking right. excuse? Right. Of why? Like before we had kids, Leanne and I used to like be so bored on like weeknights and stuff. Sometimes mm -hmm. we would just go to Target just to walk around and get out of the house. Like right. we we were ready to have kids because we were like, all right, we've Next done phase. everything we can. You know, we had already been together for ten years, and like we're just watching tv every single night wasting our lives away right. we need right. something to shake this up but right. um so yeah it's those sometimes people like you know i don't they don't necessarily seem any happier anyway the fact that right. they don't have kids but 
if you don't want kids, I'm not the type to like be like, oh, you should be part of this club. But you are to be. I've been part of their club. I've been a non-parent before, and uh, but I also get to be part of a parenting club, which means like I get we get these experiences. We get experience what it's like to have a kid. It's fucking crazy in a good way. I don't wish it upon anybody because it's definitely one of those choices where it's like you got to make that choice. Yes, but what I kind of find funny is. You won't ever see me do this as well. The amount of people that, that, okay. People will like grandparents will push people to have families, like be Uh like, Oh, have a baby, have a baby. But the amount of fucking people that will push someone to be like, you should get a dog. (laughs) (laughs) Go fuck yourself. Right. Yeah. Fair. Fair. Like the amount of people, don't you want a fur baby? Like right. fucking SPCA's right. outside of Starbucks right. being like, hey, come pick up this right. fur baby. I don't see yeah. nobody being like, come up, pick up this baby. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's <laughs> true. That's true. Because, yeah, I don't know. But uh, yeah, that is true. And this, I mean, it's also a bit of a, a part of society. Like you can't, like if you're in a, in a relationship for a while, everyone's always asking when you get married, when you get married. Oh, yeah. And then you get married oh, yeah. to shut them up. And then everybody asks, when are you having a kid? When are you having a kid? Yeah, and when, then you have a kid and then like, when are you having another? When, when are you having another? When are you going to have a grandchild? Right. That's and what, then, yeah. right. And then when are you getting divorced? And when are you getting divorced? When are you getting divorced? <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> so one of my, oh, I yeah. say a lot, okay. there's a lot, it's Louis C.K. joke. It was one of my favorites. That's good. He said, he was like, I've been married for like, I can't remember how many, but he was like, I was been married for 13 years. So we're almost done. <laughs> <laughs> so anytime I say how long Leanne and I've been married for, I always follow it up with, so we're almost done. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Brooke just yeah. text me. You love our fur baby. No. It's similar to having a kid. It's a huge responsibility. It's a pain it in the fucking ass, but then it's also right. a source of joy and love. And you know, right. it's just like anything else. Yeah. And, and yeah. every single person that doesn't have fucking kids has a fucking animal. I don't, yeah. I don't yeah. think I know anybody that has no kids and no pets. Yeah. Uh, but then, you know, yeah. you're fi- if, if you don't, then you're fine. But like, yeah, having a kid, yeah. is just like having a pet. It's just, you know, dialed up this one talks to you yeah it's on the next level and it continues to grow and be a different thing it's like it's like having a kid is like having a pet fish that grows into like a pet rat that grows into like a pet turtle and then goes into like a pet cat and then it goes to a pet dog and then it goes to a pet like salamander like every year it's like you know what i'm saying like you're not used to have a baby you and i were parents of a baby an infant and then we had then we were like parents of a toddler and now we're parents of kids and then eventually it's parents of teenagers you know what i mean like so it's all like a different version of like it's completely different you're always you're always a new parent because yeah while you have more than one kid, like however old your oldest kid is, that's you, you have a, a teen in your house. Yeah. You've never had, you know, a teen, you're a new teen parent. And right, that's how right. it's, it's going to be as, you know, as for the rest of your life or whatever. Eventually yeah. the kid's going to be 20 years old. It's going to be the first time you've been a parent of a 20 year old. And right. that's going to be a new experience and a new way to, you know, be a parent. How do you evolve in that relationship? Right, exactly. And it's a constant evolution, which is always like, so you're, you're always not an expert at it because it's yep. constantly changing or whatever. You're in wrong. You're anyway. Wrong. Right. Well, we talked a bunch of shit today. Yeah, Thanks for uh, watching or listening <laughs> to Love You, Buddy. And you can catch us back doing Core Memory Unlocked for the Christmas season. I know we got some goodies coming down, but love you, buddy. Love you, buddy. <laughs> Oh, <laughs>
<laughs> end the fucking recording. Yeah, I was gonna say. End the fucking recording. Do it.